0: Everyone doing good? Guys, we have a quick message today. Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Uh, Again, I'm excited that everyone is back. Uh, Good to see everyone here today. Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Over the course of your lives, over the course of, of all the years of your life, there have been times in your life that you have had good times and yet you have had bad times. There are moments in your life where you wish you could have done something different in your life. Maybe it was a, a bad choice you made that, that kind of set the course for the rest of your life, kind of having bad days in your life. You know, it something in your life that you may have messed up and you wish you could have done differently. Maybe there is a trial... Or something that you went through, a rough patch in the road that you wish you could have avoided in your life. There was something that, that you knew you were about to get into, and you wish, man, I wouldn't really wish I could have avoided that, that bad, dark time in my life. Maybe there was a person in your life that you wish you would have just never met from day one because they ended up hurting you, both, you know, physically or emotionally or, or just, you know, in, in your heart. Whatever it was, they hurt you bad. But man, there's many bad times in our lives. Amen? We all have had them in our lives. Every single person in this room has had a bad time in your life. But I can guarantee that as many bad times as we've had, we've also had many good times as well. Uh, times that you wish would have lasted longer. That, that 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 moment in your life where you're in the honeymoon stage of that relationship and you wish you could have just kind of froze that moment in time and, and stayed there a little bit longer. Moments that you'd like to revisit in your memory. Maybe there was a moment where you're like, man, that, that great family vacation or that, that moment wherever I graduated college or whatever it was that I was in. I want to relive that moment again. Maybe it was your first kiss and you want to relive the joy you felt when you kissed that person for the very first Time or whatever it was, maybe it was your wedding day, maybe whatever it was, the birth of your kids, whatever you wish you could relive that memory again. Times that make you feel great, warm, comforted inside. We all have good times and we have bad times. In fact, life is full of different times, amen. We all have good times, y'all have bad times. There's a guy in the Bible named King Solomon. In the Old Testament, they actually wrote about the different times in life that we would have. He wrote this in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. If you want to turn there, if you don't have your Bibles, we have them on the edge of the rows. You can pick one up there. Um, You can go ahead and just look it up on your Bible app. Um, It's not on the Facebook page, but you can still go ahead and check in. That would be pretty cool. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. King Solomon, he's a very wise guy. He starts talking like this. He says, A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Solomon was considered to be one of the wisest men on Earth. One of the smartest guys around. he was very wise, so he knew a thing or two about life. And he knew a thing or two about what life entailed and what it was meant to live and if you think about it, this past year proves him to be right 2015 has proven solomon's words to be right because there has been a time in our lives the past year where we've had good times we've had bad times the world has had good times and it's had bad times we've had good times you know, we, you know, this past year where things went really well for us as a family, as a church, as an individual, and we've had bad times both as families, as church, as individuals, as a nation, as a country. We've had good times. We've had bad times. I'm sure it's gotten really stressful at times when it's bad, maybe even depressing even when it's bad. But I can assure you this, that no matter how stressful, no matter how depressing it's been, God has been in control of every single moment of your life if you are a follower of Christ. Every single moment. And we know this. We know this because if we are followers of Christ, if we are submitted to the direction and to the care of an almighty Savior, that we know that scriptures like Romans 8.28, scriptures that say that he works all things out for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, that you know that if he is working all things for the good of those who are called into his purpose, then no matter if it's good or bad, no matter what happens in your life, you know that there is a purpose to everything in your life, both good and bad. It reminds us and it assures us that we are in the watchful care of an almighty God. That we are in the watchful care of a Savior who loves us. And even though we might feel like it's something bad in our life, He has a bigger and greater plan for us that we cannot see. And we have to have assurance in that and comfort in that. So my question for you here today, my question for you here today is simple. Are you ready to let go of 2015 and embrace 2016? Are you ready to let go of that? Because in case you haven't realized it, in a few days, 2015 is going to be long gone. And it's just going to be history. And there was no way that you could ever go back to 2015 unless you're Michael J. Fox and you have a DeLorean and you want to go up to 88 miles per hour and go backwards into the time. There was no way you can go back to 2015. It's over. Everything about it, both the good and both the bad things, you will never have to go through those things in 2015 again. So in light of all of that, I propose this. In light of the fact that we will never have to go through that again in 2015, let us go, let us let go of all the things that held us down in 2015 and let us embrace the one that is going to lift us up in 2016. Let me propose that. Let us let go of everything that has held us down in 2015. And let us cling to the one who will hold us up in 2016. The passage of scripture I want to quickly look at today will show us just how to do that. This is going to be a quick message, guys. So you guys got to listen fast. If you would, please turn to your Bibles to Philippians 3.12. Philippians 3.12 is where we're going to be at today. Like, where's Philippians? You just go to the New Testament, find Galatians, find you know Ephesians, find Philippians, find Colossians. It's right there. It, I, I know it because God eats potato chips. You know, G-E-P-C. Sarah told me that. I'll probably edit that part out because it was really corny. Yeah, uh, Philippians 3.12. Here we find Paul, the Apostle Paul, encouraging the church of Philippi to do the same thing That I have just proposed to you to let go of the past and look at the future of what is to come. And he's proposing this, but on a different level, a little bit higher level. And believe me, church, if we live the way that Paul was encouraging these people to live, then your 2016 will be filled with a purpose so great that both the good and the bad times will have a meaning, and you will be okay with it because you have a trust in something better. Check out what Philippians 3.12 says says here is going to be 3.12-14. 3, Philippians 3.12 says this. He says, Not that I have already attained this, or that I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me His own. It says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straying forward to what lies behind. Ahead, I press onward towards the goal, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying is this I'm not perfect. Paul's saying, I haven't even attained it yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect. I have nothing to be confident in. I have nothing to brag about. I'm not there yet. But the one thing that I vow to do as a person in my life, the one thing that I'm going to set my sights on, that I'm going to lock into, is I'm going to center my life and I'm going to strain forward towards the goal, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is not choosing to focus on the bad times. He's choosing to focus on the end goal, which is Jesus. Jesus. He's choosing to focus on Jesus and the life in heaven that he will one day have. He is choosing to look at the big picture versus staying focused on the little things in life. But listen, if you're like me, if you're like me, it's extremely hard to stay focused on anything very long. Like straight up, I have like ADD issues bad i can lose focus quickly i can start you know doing one thing and before you know, i start talking about something else i can you know i, I you know, like it's one time we were like driving around i think we were going to san antonio and i couldn't figure out where i was going i kept going and going in circles i wasn't saying see like right there i just i kind of lost focus again get back on the scripture here everyone who really knows me knows that i have a lack of focus guys at work make fun of me all the time they were like I know Felix was at the control center because when I walked into the room out of the six screens he had like four of them on the same page because he would start here and he would do something else and he would go and he would change the screen someplace else I lose focus very easily and just the way that I lose focus we too can lose focus on keeping our eyes on Jesus we can become distracted on different things in life. We can be walking around focused on Jesus. A squirrel passes by squirrel. And we turn over there. and we, we lose focus like a dog. It's crazy. But it's important for us to know that we need to stay focused on Jesus. Because just like we had a bad times in 2015, we're going to have bad times in 2016. It's going to happen. We're not going to have a great 2016 where we walk through and at the end of 2016 we say, man, that year was flawless. Like nothing bad happened to me. Nothing was going wrong. Everything went right. The temperature was always the right temperature. The food was always cooked to perfection in my life. My family was never upset. We never had an argument. Everyone loved each other. We walked around like Barney in the field of flowers and sang kumbaya. Everything was great. You will not have that year in 2016. It just won't happen. It will not happen. In fact, it's been promised to us. Jesus promised it to us when he said, in this world, you will have trouble. He said that. In this world, you're going to have trouble, man. It's going to get hard. Suck it up, buttercup, because it's coming. He said that. Not that exactly, but he said you're going to have trouble. So how can we stay focused on Jesus in 2016? How can we stay focused on Jesus in 2016? Well, let's just keep on reading verse 15. Verse fifteen tells us this: it said, let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to also to you. Let us only let us hold true to what we have attained. Let me read that again: Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you, and only let us hold true to what we have attained." Paul writes that those of you who are mature think this way. If you're mature, you will think like this. And even if you don't understand it fully, because you're mature, God is going to reveal things to you because you're mature. Then he adds this, he says, and hold true to what you have Attained. What, what it means to attain means to, to, uh, to get, to, to hold on to, to, to be ownership of, to attain something. I attained a new jacket this, this Christmas. I attained a new car at the dealership, whatever it is. I attained this, I attained that. It means to be mature in our faith and to understand and put into practice all that we have learned and attained throughout the years. It means that we have, as followers of Jesus, we have to put into practice everything we have learned and everything we have, we have heard and everything that we understand. As the words of my former pastor once said, I, I love these words. He said this recently in a quote on Facebook, and I love it. He was talking about how Mother Teresa has just become uh, nominated to be a saint. And he was like, well, are you, are you serious? We're all saints. You know." And so he wrote this. He says, are you a Christ follower? says well guess what you're a saint and then the next thing he says it says now go and live like one so basically if you're going to call yourself a follower of christ live like one but what does that look like here in impact city church what does it look like here in the environment of where we are at today Well, it could be as simple as simply just taking notes during a message it could be as simple as just writing notes down during a message i can't tell you the joy I get whenever I found, I found someone's notebook here one day. I was like, oh my gosh, people are actually listening to what I say. But not only that, but you're, you're listening and you're reading and you're attaining and you're going to go back later on in the week and in your quiet time, you're going to review what was said and you're going to hold me accountable as a Christian to make sure that as your leader, as your pastor, I'm preaching to you true things. Okay? Taking notes during the message, following up, writing stuff down. Oh, maybe it could be asking up a follow-up question at Missional City Group. You know, if you're able to attend Missional Sea Group, hopefully this year we'll have, I'm going to try to get more than one uh, location and more than one day during the week so maybe more of us can start attending these things. Um, We can have a follow-up question. Maybe it's not on Missional Sea Group. Maybe you just kind of message me on Facebook or message someone on, on Facebook and say, hey, what did that mean? I'm trying to attain. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to make sure that what I am receiving, I'm actually understanding so I can put it into practice the right way. It does you no good to have a motorcycle and not know how to ride it. Amen? You're going to crash and burn. Get whatever you have been given to you and learn how to use it. Ask questions. Ask. Take notes. Study what has been said to you be mature in that way it could mean committing to reading a proverb a day for the whole month of january like we just said or better yet not only that reading it and studying that proverb don't just read it and be like okay don't do this don't do that do this do that okay great but what does that mean is there a cross-reference in the Bible that I can kind of look at? Is there something else? Is there a, a, a you know, maybe I can, I can study this on a website or something. What can I look at? How can I take the scripture that I have just read and not only make it last like an M&M for a second, but make it last a long time and really, you know, divulge in it throughout the day, really look into it. Maybe it's not just Proverbs. Maybe that's just the start. Maybe you want to commit to reading the Bible within the whole year. You know, it takes about three or four chapters a day to read through the whole Bible in a whole year. And there's lots of great plans. You, we have plans in the back on the welcome table. We can get you a plan that you can go and check off every, you know, every day you check off a day of what you're doing. And there's also great plans on version online. There's great things. You go to our website. There's lots of links and resources there. You can do that. Maybe, maybe for you this year, it's taking a free course online on how to study the Bible. Maybe it's a, a free course on how to, to, to do this. We have free classes on our website. Go impactcchurch.com. We have free resources there. You can take a class for free. And, you know, it's an actual college course class on how to study the Bible, New Testament, New Old Testament, survey, whatever it is. Maybe it means that you're going to commit to kicking off this year with a fast. Maybe you want to fast this year. Maybe that, you know, you're like, what is a fast? fast is basically where you deny yourself something for a certain period of time so you can stay focused on Jesus. Many people, to them, a fast is no food for so many days, only drinking water, only drinking juice for so many days. Maybe your fast is going to be kicking coffee for the next 40 days. Good luck to you. I I dare you to do that. I hate to see you at day two. You know, whatever it is, you're going to kick something. Maybe, you, you know what, kick Facebook for a whole 30, 40 days. Whatever you want to do. Maybe you're going to deny yourself something that you love, a pleasure that you do. You say, I, instead of, you know, instead of doing this on this day, I'm going to focus on Jesus. Whatever it is, will you do that? Will you fast? And even if you've been here any amount of time, you know, that we start off every year with a fast. I start off the fast every year. Sometimes it's a long fast. Sometimes it's a really short fast. It just depends, you know, what's going on in my life. But I commit to setting aside a certain part of my life at the beginning of every year for God. And whatever it is in your life, as a family, maybe as a family you want to do that together. Say, as a family, you know, we're going to kick chocolate for a whole month. You know, like whatever it is, we're going to, as a family, we're going to do something together. Okay? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do something like that. Maybe it's staying more focused on Jesus this year. means that you're going to step up and serve more in the church. Step up and serve more in your community. Step up and serve more at your job place and loving people. Whatever it is, you're going to do something more. Whatever you choose to do, whatever you want to start off this next year with, commit to doing it and commit to straining towards the upward call of Christ Jesus. And one more thing. One more thing before we leave here. Paul mentions... One more bit of encouragement to the church. Read with me verse 17. It says, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. I want to ask you guys to follow me through this whole next year. Follow me through this whole next year. Year. Follow me through from the start, no matter what kind of bad things or good things come into your life. Follow through this year all the way through the end of next year. Follow through the whole year with us. The sad truth is that a year ago I stood here and I looked out into in, in all of the crowd and there were so many different faces sitting in those chairs. And some of those people have moved away because of job transfers. So many people have moved away because their their family just wanted to move. They they went to another city or town. But many have left because of distractions. Many have left because of distractions. Beloved church, do not let a distraction pull you away from the community that God has set before you to love you and to comfort you, to encourage you, to challenge you, to hold you accountable, and to walk alongside you in life and in love. Do not allow your temptations to be your distractions away from God. Don't let them happen. Let us finish the year off with everyone that is here in the room. And everyone who was not able to be here because of bad weather up in Dallas who were still traveling down coming, trying to get back home from the holidays. Let us finish this year off with everyone here still here at the end of 2016. How great would that be? But let us do something better. Let us finish the year off with our friends, our family members, our neighbors, our coworkers, our people of peace, those who do not know Jesus along here with us. Let us be a church that reaches out to those who do not know Jesus. Let us be a church that commits to keeping focused on the upward prize by allowing other people to come into our lives so we can influence them to be a part of God's kingdom here. Let us be that church that is not afraid to invite someone to church. Let us be that church that's not afraid to love someone outside of the walls of church. Listen, it might be that you have to invite someone for a whole year and love them outside of church for a whole year before they ever come to church. But you know what? When they come to church, I've seen people do it, and their life is changed. Don't give up on people. Let us be a church that stays focused on Jesus. And at the end, may we receive the prize in order for us to make an impact here in Corpus Christi. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, this today, and thank you for the end of the year. God, thank you for 2015. God, as as crazy as it sounds, thank you for the good times, thank you for the great memories, and thank you for the trials. Thank you for the pain. Thank you for the suffering, because through all of that, it brought us closer to you. We cannot deny that through our pain and our suffering of the year, it has brought us closer to you, and that, my friends, is a greater gift Than anything we could ever be given God thank you for the pain thank you for the suffering thank you for the bad times thank you for the good times and may we be a church that stays focused on you in 2016 may we strain towards the upward prize of the call of Jesus Christ may we strain towards that goal and may 2016 be the year that we all step out of our comfort zones and do something radical for Jesus to Christ's name we pray, amen. Let's all stand up and worship one more time.